Hi guys. What's up guys? Welcome to the supersetyourlife.com podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration, entertainment, and education to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. In this episode, five habits that you can do every single day, that anybody can do every single day to start your day off strong. These are five of the seven habits that we went over and taught in the seven day better fit dad challenge. What I did was I simplified these and took out the stuff that didn't involve having kids or having to be a parent. <laughs> so this is more of a general approach to a solid morning routine that you can do that if you do these five things, you're going to be starting off every day more strong, more healthy, with a better attitude and with more energy. All right, so the first habit is deep breathing. You can go a long time without food. You can go a long time without water. You can't make it very long without oxygen. Oxygen is your life fuel. So here's how I do this. I lay down in bed first thing in the morning or in a quiet place and exhale until there is no air in your lungs. I'm gonna do this right now. So you can do this with me. If you're driving, be careful. Okay, all the air is gone. Then inhale through your nose Imagining the oxygen going through your bloodstream and through your entire body, even into your toes and your fingers, and hold your breath for seven seconds. Four, five, six, seven. Now exhale. We're gonna do this seven times. So while your breath is held, visualize an encouraging picture in your mind something positive, something that's going to get you started for the day. I like to think of 2 Timothy 1.7, which is the Lord gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So I meditate on these things. Okay, this is number two. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, and exhale. So flex your hands and your feet a few times every time you do this. These are your extremities. And so this will ensure that the oxygen that you are intaking will be delivered as energy throughout your entire body. And if you're fatigued or stressed, this may fix your problem already at this point. Um, oxygen is the most basic fuel that your body needs to function properly. Feel it empowering your body and your mind. Okay, let's do this again. Notice I'm breathing, breathing with my entire body, my stomach, my chest, everything. Thinking about that oxygen going everywhere. And exhale. Okay, so the total exercise is to do that seven times. We just did it three times together. We got four times to do later on this day. Okay, so you're gonna love this second one. Number two out of five, this is cold showers. And if you start doing this, you will literally get addicted to it. That's how good these feel. The first time, it's gonna freak your body out. You're not gonna know what happened. The second time, it's a little bit better. By third or fourth time, uh, you're gonna be hooked. So um, you feel great. Like I just feel so much energy after I take a cold shower. Now I can't, I can't even start the day until I get it done. Most people it's like, oh, don't talk to Joe until he has a cup of coffee. Well, in my case, it's like, don't talk to me until I've had my cold shower because that's literally what wakes me up and uh, and, I, and I love it. I really, really do. So it's something that we teach all of our clients, as a matter of fact. Um, it's a great natural way to start the day off right with some good energy. 
doing something that's uncomfortable. You know, as a society, we've we've gotten away from that. We live in so much comfort. We wear clothes all the time. Every, we're, we're at 72 degrees everywhere we go, in our car, at home and everything. We have air conditioning, we have heating, and we've gotten away from being uncomfortable here and there. So I believe that incorporating uh, strict regimented times where you uh, do some cold therapy and even some heat therapy, whether it's being outside when it's really hot or in the sauna, um, these things are really, really beneficial. So I'm going to touch on two resources that have really impacted and helped me to understand uh, the importance of this habit. First one is the Wim Hof Method. This is Wim Hof's book. Phenomenal book. It is so good. And uh, the second one is The 4-Hour Body by Timothy Ferris. Very, very famous book. So uh, I'm, just, I'm literally just going to read right from Wim Hof's book what he says here. Um, cold showers are the gateway to flow and energy and peace. I'm not exaggerating. It's the entry point from which you will learn the power of the mind over the body. If you do just 10 days of cold showers after warm showers, because there's value in warm showers too, meaning that you end your regular warm showers with a minute or so of cold water, then you will be able to command your vascular system to close up when you get into the cold. So this conditions your body. Going into the ice water can be quite shocking. <laughs> no kidding. So you better learn to prepare your body if you want to try it. But how do you do that? We wear clothes all the time, which destimulates our bodies, leaving our vascular systems in poor condition. So what can we do to reduce the impact of the shock and instead allow the ice water to optimize our cardiovascular system? Most of us who live in the West take showers every day and most of those are warm, hot showers because we don't like the cold. I can vouch for that. <laughs> but if you end your warm or hot shower with just 30 seconds of cold water, just 30 seconds, you will begin to see results. Anybody is able to endure 30 seconds of cold water, especially after spending several minutes under the warm or hot water collecting heat. The warm water opens up your veins, allowing, adding, aiding to your blood flow. So while the cold water might cause you some discomfort at first, 30 seconds is no great hardship. What happens inside your body when you shift the temperature from hot to cold is that all these little muscles in your vascular system begin to awaken. They close up and then they open, they close up and they open, and this repetitive process establishes the vascular tone that, when repeated exposure, develops into this optimal condition. Start slowly at the beginning with just 15 seconds at the end of your shower every day. In a week, you will feel able to endure 30 seconds or more, and this is because the tone of your vascular muscles is improving develop and, and developing. Your core body temperature remains just fine, and the result is that you experience better blood flow throughout the day, which gives you a lot more energy. Once you are able to go longer than 30 seconds, you begin to develop an ability to consciously resist the shock of the cold water. You suppress the shiver response, the gasp. Suddenly, the water is not cold anymore. Instead, it's a force and you just stand there, a counterforce. You're in control. You're awakening to the physiological power and the neural activity of your own body. Amazing. So then he has a four week program here. The first week is that you just do 30 seconds of a cold shower at the end of a hot shower. And then the second one is you add 30 seconds. So now you're on a minute of a cold shower at the end of a hot shower. Third week, you're doing a minute and a half of cold water at the end of a hot shower. And then by week four, you're doing two minutes of cold water at the end of a hot shower. So that's what I've been doing ever since. You can see all my check marks <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube where I checked all these off. And uh, yeah, probably gonna do that the rest of my life. So do this gradually and work your way up at least five days a week. Follow the feeling, don't force anything. It's also fine to start with 15 seconds if that's what you gotta do and build up more slowly as we do, as we do in our 20 second uh, cold shower challenge. Some benefits of cold exposure begin at 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So most tap water is cold enough to make a difference. As your vascular tone, as your vascular muscle tone develops, it will absorb more and more of the shock until it's hardly a shock at all. Your vascular system constricts on demand to protect your vital parts, and what you will see is that your heart rate goes down during the day, reducing your stress level.
You feel more energized, the improved blood flow delivers better nutrition to your cells, and you find that you don't get sick anymore because your body is no longer vulnerable. Instead, you feel strong. By the end of the fourth week, your vascular tone will be optimized to the point to where it will be mind over matter, turn the knob to the cold, and your body will not react to the shock. This is only the beginning of the power of the mind opening up to you. If you are able to command your vascular system, which is everywhere within your body, you are able to go at will to any part and control it consciously. You're the boss, and it all starts with 30 seconds of a cold shower. So, I read that, and I was motivated. As soon as I got home from the gym after reading that book, I was like, yep, uh, I'm going to start doing that. So, um, And then from Timothy Ferris's book, he says, Short-term cold exposure, 30, 30 minutes to in humans, lead to fatty acid release to provide fuel for heat production through shivering. This same shivering could be sufficient to recruit GLUT4 to the surface of the muscle cells, contributing to increased lean muscle gain. I thought this was fascinating. Even at shorter durations, cold exposure with shivering cold in increased adipotectin levels and glucose uptake by muscle tissue. This effect could persist long after the cold exposure ends. In the absence of shivering, it may be possible to capitalize on fat-burning fat throughout the stimulation of BAT thermogenesis. Cold water improves immunity. And lastly, not germane to fat loss, but another reason to cold exposure, cold showers are an effective treatment for depression. So, yeah. After reading both of those, I was like, okay, it's something I got to do every day. I mean, I'm in the shower anyway. Why wouldn't I just make it more beneficial? Okay, so to review, we have habits number one and two so far, which is to energize your body and your mind with deep breathing in cold showers. So that brings us to number three, which is to do 75 reps of any exercise. I know it sounds like a lot, but when you really go past the normal 10, 12, 15 reps and get a lot of blood into the muscles, it really wakes you up. It really gets your body going. So personally, I like to do body weight squats. It's easy. I can do it anywhere. Your legs are the biggest muscle group in your body, and it helps you with one of the biggest problems that most athletes, most anybody has, is that so many people just go throughout the entire day without their glutes ever being activated. And if you have back problems, if your back hurts, then part of the reason might be just coming from the ground up. Your glutes aren't activated. So it all starts with your legs. Everything starts with your legs. Um, so I like to do 75 squats. And there's a way to do these 75 reps, not just 75 normal reps. It's actually 75 low reps, 75 high reps, and then 75 full reps. So the first 25 reps are like set, are like 25 little baby reps at the very bottom of the movement. You're not coming all the way up. You're just coming up to parallel, basically. And so you're starting where your hamstrings and your calves touch, and you're coming up to about halfway up do that for 25 reps. Um, I can't go all the way down because I have long femurs, so I'll tip over backwards if my heels are touching the entire time. So I actually do these on my toes. I get criticized a lot for my squat form, but it's because it's how I'm built. So anybody with long legs, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a biomechanical issue. So um, going on your tiptoes is your workaround to that or standing on a low block. And then you're going to do 25 reps on the highest portion. So you're going to be going from parallel all the way to almost fully extended. You don't need to lock all the way out. And then set, and, and then 25 full reps. So that's 25 plus 25 plus 25. That's 75 reps total. So you can do that with either bodyweight squats, um, with push-ups. I can't do that straight with 25 push-ups. So I have to take a break after every set of 25. Um, you can do bar, barbell or dumbbell curls or with water bottles or with something light. 
Um, same thing, 25 low reps, 25 high reps, and then 25 full curls. Um, you can do it with banded rows, um, or you can do it with standing seated shoulder presses with a light bar with some dumbbells. If you have a light barbell that you can keep next to your bed, just first thing you do in the morning. Um, I actually like to do this in the shower with the squats. And so if you watch my Instagram stories, a lot of times where I post what my workout was for the day, um, the 75 squats in the cold shower, that's what that is because that's how I start every single day. Um, and it just gets the body going. It gets the glutes going. It gets the, it gets, it gets the biggest muscle groups in your body going and it gets blood flow going throughout your entire body. All right. And then habit number four is to hydrate. You probably saw this one coming, not just hydrate, but hydrate with electrolytes. And so there's mineral additives that you can get to put in your water. Um, why do you need electrolytes with your water? You know, isn't just hydration enough. People think that if they're getting muscle cramps, that they're not hydrating enough, but you might actually be overhydrating, uh, which is difficult to do. It, it, it is possible, but one of the biggest problems that I see is that people drink too much water and they don't get electrolytes, especially if you abruptly go from a high carb diet to a low carb diet, you're going to be having a lot less electrolytes than when you did before. Uh, which is fine, but it's just a shock to your body. It's not used to that drastic of a change. Um, so for that, because a lot, a lot of our listeners are um, new to low carb slash no carb diets. We're big fans of the carnivore diets here. Um, and so one of the biggest problems and things to be aware of is that you're going to need more electrolytes. And so one of the ways that I do this, and it's an acquired taste, <laughs> but it's becoming more and more popular. And you'd be shocked at how many people are doing this now is adding Celtic sea salt into your water, not just any salt, not just sodium, not just the one with the girl with the umbrella on it, the, the, the refined salt, but I'm talking an actual good mineral salt. Uh, my favorite is Celtic sea salt. It has iodine in it. So if you're on the paleo diet or a meat-based diet, um, some people are um, deficient in iodine. So having iodine is a good one to have there. Um, there's also twice as much potassium as there is sodium in it, and, and there's also magnesium in it too. So between the three of them, you got all your electrolytes covered, and I think it tastes pretty good. I don't like the taste of just plain water, and I think a lot of that is because I, I, I work out hard, I sweat hard, I work hard, and so my body's always craving sodium. It's always craving electrolytes, and uh, sodium's good for you. You know, um, people link high sodium levels to heart disease. Um, I'm not a doctor, so don't take what I say as medical advice, but the studies that I've seen always show a correlation between high sodium levels and heart disease, but not, but nothing, nothing that I'm aware of that proves that the sodium is actually what causes heart disease. People that have heart disease, uh, of course, a lot of it's genetic, but um, from diet, if it's something that your diet is causing, my best guess is that it would be an overconsumption of just bad food in general. And sodium is just part of that because food has sodium in it. Therefore, if you have heart disease and if you're having health problems and, and you have high sodium levels, it's not because of the sodium. It's because of all the other food and just sodium is just long for the ride. Hope that makes sense. Okay. So when it comes to, uh, so when it comes, so when it comes to water, um, a gallon a day, that's just a good average amount for the average person to hit. Um, and I like to throw a, a teaspoon of Celtic sea salt in there. Like I said, it's, a, it's an acquired taste, <laughs> but as soon as you get done with your first four habits, my recommendation is to do that. That's what I do every single day. And I just make sure that that gallon is gone before I go to bed. All right. Appreciate you hanging in with me until the end. You're a champion for doing this. So the fifth habit of five to start your day off strong is to plan all of your meals for the day. 
It doesn't have to be anything miraculous, doesn't have to be a specific diet, but just planning what you're going to eat ahead of time and where you're going to eat is going to save you decision fatigue throughout the rest of the day. So you don't need to think about what you're going to eat because you already made that decision. And your willpower is the highest when it's in the morning. So you're probably going to make better decisions throughout the day <laughs> as to what you should be eating if it's first thing in the morning. And then you know exactly what where you're going to be the rest of the day. So uh, the meals, they have to be real. Um, they have to be whole foods, no processed food. Um, doesn't have to be perfect. And this, this, this is just my suggestion here. Um, doesn't have to be a specific diet. Um, specifically decide what you're going to eat in advance and stick to it. You can eat out as long as it's real food. If you're going to get burgers, then get a salad and a lettuce wrap. You know, this isn't rocket science. Everybody knows that the bun isn't good for you and that it doesn't taste as good as the actual burger. You know, what's more enjoyable to sit down with a burger and a delicious lettuce wrap and eat it with a fork and savor, and savor every bite or to grab it with your hands and eat it twice as fast with the bun included. So I prefer the first of the two and you're eating about half the calories. Um, if you're going to Kidoba, get a keto bowl. There's always healthy options. Um, 7-Eleven for crying out loud. They always have hard boiled eggs from what I can see and salami and cheese packages. There, there's, there's always healthy options if you're willing to look for them. So what I'm eating today, this is the decision that I made at the start of the day was to eat these following meals. And again, this is just me. Um, I'm in a slight deficit right now, nothing crazy. I've been going intuitively four weeks on, four weeks off. I like to do this throughout the, throughout the summer. Um, I don't like to be in a deficit too long because then it hurts my metabolism and I can feel my hormone levels all start to go. And that's minimized by having a high fat, um, high red meat based diet. Um, it's great for my testosterone. It's great for all the rest of my hormones. Um, but still, if I'm in a calorie def deficit for too long and I get too lean, for too long periods of time my body's not stupid it figures it out and it um, kind of fights me so that's a, that's the life of a bodybuilder um so my first meal of the day isn't really a meal it's an iced protein decaf coffee i like to have decaf coffee because my pre-workout is what i drink right after so having some fats in the coffee for some from some good mct oils um, even a little bit of heavy cream and about and about 25 grams of whey protein this all programs my body to use fat as fuel and reminds me that I'm going to be using fat as my fuel throughout my workout. So um, carbs are great. Carbs are a great energy source. Uh, my opinion is just that fats are better. So I have better clarity of mind. I can go longer. Um, I love ketogenic slash high protein diets. So um, so my first my first meal, if you want to call it that, is that decaf coffee um, with a little bit of Celtic sea salt in there, of course. Um, and then my, and then I have my, my energy drink, um, creatine, glycerol, phosphate pump, and my omega-3 supplements. So this is all what I take before and during my workout. Um, after that, I have, um, just a little bit of sausage, something to tight me over. I don't like to have a big meal before recording a podcast or before having a meeting or anything, because, um, I find that I have more energy if I'm just a little hungry, you know, but, not crazy, not starving or anything. If I'm if, if I'm hungry, maybe I'll have a little bit more, but just having a little bit of meat after workout just gets that protein synthesis going and tides me over till later in the day when I have more of a chance to eat. Um, so I'm gonna go for a walk with the kids after I record this, uh, make some phone calls. It's my mom's birthday, so I'm gonna call her. Um, and then my first meal is gonna be a salad and the salad is gonna be eight ounces of bacon 
and that is raw weight with a fat drain. So that comes out to 500 calories, 16 grams of protein, and about 50 grams of fat. These are all estimates because nobody knows exactly how much fat comes off of the uh, bacon when you cook it. Um, and I like to use iceberg lettuce in my salads because the lettuce is there. Just, you know me, I'm a carnivore, and so I pretty much eat a strict meat-based diet. But I do like eating salads. I like the way they taste. It's refreshing, especially in the summer, having a nice, good, cold, delicious salad. Um, but if I have anything that's too green, <laughs> everybody says you got to get your green vegetables. But, man, I, feel, I, I get all of the nutrients that I need from meat. Um, if you do your research, you will find that meat has absolutely everything that you need. And when I eat green vegetables, I find that it does more damage than good. I start getting inflamed. I start getting sick more often. I don't feel as well. Um, I, I, I thrive when I'm getting all my nutrients from meat. So uh, for that reason, iceberg lettuce has like no nutritional value. And uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's just there for the texture, basically. Um, okay. And then a little bit of ranch dressing. This is a homemade ranch dressing that my wife makes. It's so good. Um Goat cheese, one ounce. Uh, I find that, that that digests better for me um, than than like cheddar cheese or dairy cheese. And then uh, pork rinds, about a half ounce of pork rinds. That's one of the great things about the carnivore diet is that people go, oh, well, you can eat cor pork rinds on the carnivore diet. I don't know how it got this reputation of being an unhealthy food, but they're super good. And this is my this this is my salad uh, carnivore diet hack <laughs> because. Uh, you, because it, they're like croutons, like it's literally just like having croutons on your salad. So those things are delicious. I get the Crave brand, um, good clean ingredients in those. And then my dinner is going to be, it's going to be right before I go to bed. Um, this is going to be 10 eggs, uh, four ounces of bacon and an ounce of cheddar cheese. So pretty good sized meal for the end of the day. And uh, yeah, that's most days for me, especially when I'm on the ketovore, um, ketovore approach to the carnivore diet. It's not a lot of protein. That's about 131 grams of protein, um, a little bit more than what's standard for keto macros. But I feel better if I have a little higher than where um, than, than where the standard um, keto protein macros should be. And then um, I have hardly any carbs. You know, if I'm going to eat carbs, I'd rather just have more protein instead. Um, and then my fat is 175 grams. <laughs> so pretty high, but uh, when your insulin is nice and low like that and your body is just running on fat, um, that is a very, very good fuel source. So yeah, that's what my meals are gonna look like today. And um, that pretty much wraps it up for number five. So I'm gonna wrap up this podcast and go eat some salad. Thank you listeners for joining us on this episode. If you found this helpful or entertaining, we ask if you would please share this with a friend. We also would love to hear what you think of our show, so any ratings or reviews are very much appreciated. We have a new episode every Saturday morning, so please subscribe so you don't miss them. Thank you again, and God bless.